Blog Talk Radio. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones, I'm the coach with the most. Coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't want to boast, but now I got to risk you in my social media posts. You double dose, a diagnose. You feeling tired, life is tired, now you're a ghost. I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast to the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones. Welcome to the show on a Sunday afternoon, first one of 2023. Signed by along with Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite part of Facebook is reading a post. Coach Mike Jones. Well, we are going to coach first show of 2023. We are going to jump into it today. Out of the great state of Alabama comes our guest today. Brandon Cash, thank you very much for being with us today. Hey, 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 how y'all doing today? Thanks for having Great. me. Happy very New Year. Very excited, been looking forward to it. Happy New Year's, by the way. Happy New Year's. Happy Hope New everybody Year's. Started well, Happy Year off right. Start the year off right. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it is your first time with us, so I will lead you with our first timer question today. What got you into the crazy world of professional wrestling? Ooh, well, I've been wanting to wrestle ever since I was a little kid, actually. Pretty much like everybody else, you know. And it just always stuck with me. Never left. It just always was there, you know, that feeling. All through middle school, high school, mat wrestling. I was I knew I was gonna wrestle one day, so when you got into the business of wrestling yourself, did you have a background like amateur wrestling or drama or higher oh, yeah. athletic training to be prepared or did you get into pro wrestling sort of cold? Oh no, uh our uh, four-star letterman in high school with football, and uh, I wrestled for uh, five years, Matt wrestling. Started in middle school, and um, that sort of, that really helped me prepare for wrestling, so it was, uh, I feel like it was a, a great experience, because it was an easier transition into wrestling. I felt as if if I hadn't have done nothing before then, yeah, it would have been like, ah, man. But yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for having a background in the understanding wrestling. So that pretty much made it easier. Being in Alabama, that's always been sort of a hotbed for pro wrestling going back to the early days of the sport. The South is oh, yeah. sort of a, a place where a lot of the fans are very, very passionate. On shows you oh, yeah. do, 
do you get that sense that those fans are still 100% within the belief that pro wrestling is a very legitimate thing and they take it more seriously than if you were to wrestle in other areas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's still some shows around that still have them compassionate fans. That's like, you know, either they happy as or they mad. <laughs> and when they mad, ooh, sometimes I don't like it. <laughs> so, yeah. I still consider Alabama one of them as far as this. Well, there is very compassionate fans still around. And that's what makes us love doing what we're doing, so. Sometimes the fans will take that passion just a little bit too far. We've seen riots over the oh, years. Yeah. We've seen wrestlers and stuff of that nature. Have you ever personally had a scary incident with the fans? Um, not during one of my matches, but I was on the show where I had to run out because um, the guys that was in the ring actually got surrounded by some teenage boys that uh, jumped the barricade. And, uh, yeah, that show got pretty ugly, and we had to run out of course. And, you know, once a fan crossed into our territory, that's it. So, yeah, I have been on shows where it got rowdy a couple times. Uh, Recently, uh, about two months ago, I was a part of a show where, Fan dropped the barricade and it, it got pretty rowdy. So, oh yeah. Are you in your own career at the both single wrestling as well as tag? Tag's a little bit of a different animal from singles wrestling. There's a different mindset, different training. Do you have a preference, oh, yeah. tag versus singles? Mm, no, not really. I will. I'd love working both. If um, any task handed to me, I'm going to get the job done either way, tag or singles. So, no, I don't really have a preference for either one because I actually love working both. I feel like I can excel in both as a singles and a tag team. You know, anybody you stick with me, I bet you we can make it great tag team, so. A lot of promotions have stipulation matches, such as the steel cage, barbed wire, full rope, that sort of match on a show. Do you personally like wrestling the stipulation matches, or do you prefer just a straight-ahead wrestling match? I prefer a straight-ahead wrestling match. You know, I I love, you know, I have been in, the, like, a barbell match, and uh, this past year, 2022, I went 2-0 in cage matches and single matches at that. So I love them, but most of the time, yeah, I'm looking to come out and wrestle. One of the parts of pro wrestling that's always been there is, the aspect of blood in the last few years it's become a controversial topic because of what medical science has learned but there oh, yeah. are people that feel that blood is still appropriate on wrestling shows or are those that think otherwise where do you sit when it comes to blood I feel like it's appropriate you know especially in storytelling, you know, stuff like that. I feel like, yes, um, it brings out the compassion out of guys. You know, sometimes when you see that blood, you know, you often get that rational best match out of them. You know, I don't know how many matches we all have seen, you know, when blood is drawn, it brings the animal out of that guy, all female, so. Yeah, I feel like it's necessary. But, you know, I understand sometimes, you know, it can be a bit much for some people. But at times, you know, hey, 
you see blood, it brings out the animal out that person. So, yeah, I feel like it's necessary. Barbara, you know, they still have a state athletic commissioner that oversees professional wrestling. A license is required to be a professional wrestler there. Just in your own career, do you deal much with the commission? Do you see them a lot, or is it the type of commission where you just send them the money, they send you your license, and that's it? Well, for the longest, um, when I debuted it, I never received my license. I was sending the money, and then out of nowhere one day, they started appearing at shows, and once I finally got hands on my real copy, I had to show it to them anytime they could. They will pop up at shows, so, hey, it's just best to be prepared and, you know, stay in the law because not trying to be in trouble with them. Probably a wise choice. Oh yeah. So I I just rather be legal, be done with it. Hey, get my paperwork. I'm good to go. No argument there. Our people within pro wrestling usually get in at some level so they can travel. A lot of people enjoy the traveling that comes with the job of pro wrestler. What's the farthest that you've ever had to travel for a show? Um, farthest I had to travel for a show so far, it's been down in Tampa. That's the farthest I've been so far. So, but far net. Um, this year I'm looking to expand out more, more farther and get more experience on the road and stuff. So, yeah. What are the biggest pieces of a... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, what are the biggest pieces of equipment a wrestler has is his gear bag, and it is essential because you carry all of your uh, gear there, merchandise, everything you need to be successful at a given show. Do you have a specific gear bag, be it the type of brand or uh, specific things you look for out of a gear bag with choosing one? Do you have like tips for the wrestlers out there listening that might need a new gear bag? For one, Get a good gear bag with rooms. You're going to need it. <laughs> and I actually like the gear bags with the pockets in it because you can store different stuff in different places where everything don't have to be so jumbled. And you may ran into the show last minute and you scrambling trying to hurry up. At least you know where your tape at. Hey, it's right here in this zipper. So, yeah. And number two, the important thing, get a gear bag where you're able to keep it clean. You know, the smell, because, ooh, it can get funky. <laughs> it can get funky. So. Of course, gear is vital to a pro wrestler as well. We see a lot of people out there wearing singlets, tights, trunks, variations of boots, their wrestling shoes. Do you have okay. a personal oh, yeah. go-to? as far as the person that makes your wrestling gear? No, not exactly. I'm um, still, like, give people, different people a chance here and there. Like, hey, let me see how your work done, because, you know, it been another wrestler told me about their work, so I go try them out, stuff like that. What would you say has been the oddest-looking wrestling gear that you have seen so far? Hmm. The oddest? I've seen one one where um, 
he's my good buddy. I don't want to talk about him, but it, it's he got like a long sleeve thing in this cut out the top end and stuff like that. But, I mean, he make it work for him. So hey, he happy. I'm happy. So. Well, this point, my close coach Mike is with us. I know he has questions as well, so I will pass things over to coach. All hey, right. brother, th- thanks for your time. It's an honor to have you on. Oh no, I'm glad to be on. I'm thankful, thankful. Thank you. So, hey, who were some of your your heroes growing up? Uh, whether it was sports, music, uh, wrestling, or ordinary life, or all of them. Uh. I like to do wrestling, though. Actually, uh, because um, growing up, um, I was one of the last few that had the chance to, you know, witness like you know Bret Hart last few years and stuff like that. And I, now my first was shockingly with Kane because he used to scare the hell out of me with the flames, and. For some reason, I love that and same interest with the Dark Crow thing. So, those were my first ones. But then yeah, they were more, awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. And older I got, you know, you know, you had The Rock come up, Stone Cold, and Attitude Area, which I was fortunate to be old enough to remember that. So, <laughs> But um, okay. I had a good, good, good bit of. Okay, and then, so, uh, what was some of the most memorable matches you've seen or been involved with? Mm, matches I've seen. No. You saying matches I've seen or matches I've been involved with? But both. Because now I have some in my career I actually enjoyed. Uh, like this past year in the case match with uh, my former tag partner uh, Daryl Shaw. We definitely oh, took nice. it to limits and. Uh, oh yeah, we uh, definitely took pushed each other limits and now. Uh, um. I had several matches throughout my career with another Alabama uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Joshua O'Hagan. Nice. But, um, yeah, um, one more, I want to say. Um, two years ago, I wrestled. Michael Taylor and Gas in Alabama, and he gave me my best match of my career. Okay, right on. He, oh yeah, he's another great. So, um, yeah, that's about it for me. Okay, okay. And then, who are some of your favorite people to work? Um, I actually enjoy. Uh, not too many people know, but I worked. Uh, I worked um, Big Smooth one time in a one-on match a long time ago, and that was a great match, actually. Um, I have a great number of people that uh, I enjoy working. Like, um, there's a fellow named Brock Garvin. Uh, you should check out. He's a yeah, good one. Definitely. Okay. Anytime I'm in the ring with him, I have great matches night in, night out. Uh, big fella, uh, Lamar Dead. Anytime I'm lined up with him, we I enjoy have great matches with him. Um, I know it's I know it's one more. And it's a um, upcoming fella, Stephen Dunn. Great matches with him. <laughs> okay, oh, right on. And then what do you got coming up? Um, right now I'm still defending the 
Gaston uh, Pro Wrestling uh, Heavyweight Title in uh, Gaston, Alabama. Uh, I got that coming up um, this Saturday in Gaston, and uh, twelve. I'm gonna be in Birmingham, Alabama, at the BJCC Arena for uh, the Comic Con. I'm gonna be wrestling there again this year. Uh, okay. We got quite, okay. yeah, quite a few things coming up this year. I'm actually excited about getting ready to get back on the road again. And then, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, you can go to uh, Brandon Cash on Facebook, and uh, you can go to uh, you can actually find me on Brandon Cash fifty three twenty seven on Twitter. Or if you want to just send me an email, you can email me at. Uh, you can email me at brandoncash5327 yahoo.com. Okay, cool. And then, so who are some of your toughest opponents you faced, of course, as a work, but you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Some of my tough. Cause I had quite a few <laughs> tough matches. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Um. For one, I say uh, Dylan Cook. Uh, He's another Alabama great. Um, he gives me a tough match every time I'm in there. Great one, but he's tough. So, um, and I got a couple guys, um, good buddy of mine, uh, B. What Brandon Watley. That's a tough one too. You really gotta be ready when it come down with him. Okay, so. cool. Oh yeah. But All it's right. A, it's a, yeah, keep going. Go no, I was. I was just ready. I was ready to say Alabama is full of talent. It's a lot of hidden talent that need to be discovered. Okay, and people cool. need to be aware about. So yeah. That's one thing okay. I am proud about my home state about. Nice. That's good to hear. And then, so, one of our standard questions on the show, Sign Guy and the fans would like to know what your favorite coffee to drink is. Favorite coffee to drink? Yes. Uh, Dark. Dark with a bunch of sugar. <laughs> okay, cool. And then, oh, yeah. what's the, what suggestions do you have for people wanting to get into the business? Um, well, if you want to get into the business, come ready to work. Have shoes. You know, a lot of people come in, believe it or not, don't have proper shoes to wear. Um, come willing to be coachable, ready to learn. Please don't come in, you know, what you've seen off TV and stuff like that. Learn the basics. And it's pretty much for me. That's pretty much it for me. Okay. And then what, what schools do you have to recommend for people? Uh, I have a Spartan Pro Wrestling uh, Academy up in Gaston, Alabama. And... I have one more. I hear, and I, I do hear, that's one great one I know in Alabama with great facilities, great trainers, proper nutrition. You will learn how to eat, train, work. Hey, you want to learn how to go? You don't want to leave the state? That's a great place to go. Okay, cool. Very, very affordable. So. All right. Well, we, I appreciate your time, and I'm sure Sign Guy's got more questions for you. And I wish you all the luck in the all world, right. brother. Uh, you too. Man. I thank you for having me today. Yes, it's an honor. Thanks. Thank you, Coach. Well, Brenda, one of the important parts of being a pro wrestler is cardio. It is vital to a pro wrestler's success to have the proper cardiovascular conditioning. What's your cardio training like? Oh, I train twice a day. 
I get up every morning. I do simple stuff like jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups. Then I get off, get my day started. Once I get in for the evening, I hit the weights. I hit the weights for two hours, run, get a sweat going. Like, now I feel like I'm in one of the best shapes I've been so far in my career. I went from being 260 last year down to 205. And because cardio is very important. From the time I got in the business to now, I always hear being in shape is different from being in green shape. And when I first got in the business, I didn't understand that until one day I was just sucking wind. And after that match, I went home and I looked in the mirror and I said, brother, you fat. You got to get in better shape. And from that moment on, I trained. I changed the way I eat. I changed the way I slept. I pretty much turned myself down and rebuilt myself and continuously doing it to this day. So, yes, this cardio is very important in this business. If you want to have a chance and get pushed or get side, do anything, it's very important. You cannot be not in shape talking about being a wrestler. As far as the weight training goes, in that type of uh, training, do you do a lot of weights, like heavy weights, or do you do lower weights with more reps? What's the training with that like? At first, I started off doing little weights to build my strength back. And as time progressed, I started adding more pounds and more pounds and more pounds. And now I'm actually trying to bunk up now, so... Yes, I definitely got heavyweight, heavyweight training in now. So once I get in, I'm looking to get out. I have a goal set, and I reach my goals, go home, eat right, hit the bed, get ready to do the same thing the next morning. Now, obviously, in every sport, we see rookies come up that have potential to be the stars of the future. I'm sure you see a lot of rookies in your area, just like everywhere else. Who are some of the young talents will be the stars of your area in the next few years? Oh, um, it's quite a few of them. Um, I already mentioned them, but Stephen Dunn, he's going into, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's been, Ready, almost finished his first year, and every task he's been handed to him, the guy been he had failed him and then some. And I know he's one. Um, my little brother Tyrese Murphy, he's another one. Once he ironed out his potential to go anywhere, um, another guy. Uh, Zeus is a fellow Zeus Thunder. Zeus Thunder. He's another one. Uh, we got a, it's a bunch. It's a bunch of them. Uh, it's another fellow. Um, his name Onyx. He, I think he ready about ready to complete his first year too. There's another up and coming talent. I feel like them guys probably be gone here before not before you know it. Like I said earlier, Alabama have a lot of hidden talent that haven't yet to be discovered. And but once they get discovered, yeah. <laughs> In the last few years, women's wrestling has really picked up popularity. We see all female groups, even at the national level now. With Wow, uh, we have Shimmer. A lot of independent companies are all female. A lot of women's matches headline shows, regardless of it, it's 
all-female or traditional show. What do you think of the increased popularity in women's wrestling over the last few years? I actually think it's phenomenal, and it's pretty freaking cool. Um, For one, women can go. They've been putting on great matches after matches after matches. I have seen pay-per-views where women wrestling were better than the men. And I'm actually I'm happy that it's finally getting the national recognized that it should have been getting. Because they can go. They can go. And it doesn't matter what race, what size, it doesn't matter. They can go. <laughs> so, Yes, I'm very pumped up about women wrestling and stuff because um, I actually have uh, two little nieces, and they love it. They love it. And they giving younger generation of women belief, hey, you can make it too. So, yeah, I think it's in good hands right now. We've also seen in the last few years an increase in deathmatch wrestling. There are companies that are all death matches. A lot of promotions run just one annual deathmatch tournament. This becomes sort of a niche product within pro wrestling itself. What do you think of the deathmatch style of pro wrestling? Um... It's a that's a lot of people preference, and I have nothing against it. Uh, it's not really too much my thing, but don't get me wrong, I will. But hey, um, I feel like hey, you feel like you can go out and make money, which people have made money doing it. Be my guest and go. <laughs> you know, people. People love it. There's people out there that love it. So, hey, I'm not against it at all. Now, have you personally ever been invited to take part in a death match? No, not yet. Oh, I have been. I have had like, you know, been in the ring with weapons involved and stuff, but uh, total death match, no, I haven't had one yet. Fair enough. I mentioned death match tournaments. One of the more popular parts of a wrestling show for fans is a tournament, whether it's for a title or a trophy or whatever reason that a promoter runs a tournament. Oftentimes, that means a wrestler will have to go out three or four different times to wrestle over the course of a night if it's a tournament setting. Have you done very many tournaments in your career? Uh, Not death matches, but I have done tournaments. I have done uh, quite a few tournaments, actually. When you do a tournament, do you have a different type of training that you do to be ready for that, or do you just go into the tournament with the same preparation you normally would for a show? Pretty much. Um, I try to up my cardio, brother. Make sure my cardio is on point and ready. Now, what is the longest match you've ever had so far? Um, longest match I have been in was right at 42 minutes. It was a fatal four-way. And we were asked to go and we did it. <laughs> a lot of wrestlers when they go that long, they have trouble staying hydrated. We saw with Ric Flair's last match, he 
got dehydrated twice and had issues, what do you do in order to make sure you have proper hydration during the course of the match and, of course, afterwards? Well, the night before, you need to be already starting to get hydrated. Water, make sure you have your Gatorade in you. You know, for one, most importantly, pickle juice. Pickle juice is important for stuff like that, you know, because you do not want to be in the middle of the rain to catch a trolley horse. That is, is not fun. So, But main thing, drink water. A lot of guys like to go to energy drinks. With, hey, you need an energy boost to go ahead, but it's not healthy at the end of the day. A lot of, you know, especially with cardio and rationing, drink your water. Now, have you ever been in a match where a wrestler has actually had difficulty be it cramps or just getting sick or passing out because they're just not prepared cardiovascular-wise? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have had several of those where I had to take over and pretty much go and do it because either the guy was having a cramp or couldn't breathe or something. So, yeah, there's definitely been times I have been in the ring with a fellow that had problems like that. Now, one of the more thankless jobs in professional wrestling is the job of the booker. Uh, They have to assemble the roster. They have to present the show as the promoter would like in order to draw the most fans to it. They are usually in charge of hiring and firing the talent. It's usually a very hard position to be in, especially if it's an active wrestler that's doing the booking. Who are some of the bookers that you've worked for over the years that you feel like are the best at the job? Mm. Well, um, for one, number one, um, Joshua Hagen over at Spartan, uh, Spartan Pro Wrestling in Gaston. Um, I work, um, I had to uh, give it to uh, another one, uh, Shane Baker over at SEPW in Russellville. Um, uh, Rick down in Hansville. Uh, Action Mike Jackson. Anything he do, you treat it well. You're going to get the job done, you're going to get paid, and you're going to go home happy. Um, There's quite a few more out there, I'm pretty sure. Now, have you ever personally booked a company? No, sir. Is that a job you would eventually like to try or do you have no interest in the booking aspect? Uh, I, I, I may would like to down the road somewhere, but at this point, no, that's a big job. It comes with a lot of headaches um, behind closed doors where people don't see. I don't think I really want to touch that, especially right now. They have a lot on their hands that they have to deal with, especially when the lights turned off. So, no, I don't think I really want to put my hands in that too tough. One of the roles a lot of wrestlers will take as they start to wind down their career a little bit 
in the ring is the role of a trainer. And obviously, part of the business because we have to train the new generation to follow us. Is trading yeah. wrestlers something that you have ever done or considered doing in the future? Yes. Um, I I love helping younger talent that's coming in, you know, to be safe and learn how to work with each other and stuff. So, yeah. Now, I don't know everything myself. Hey, even sometimes you can learn from the young ones, so. Yeah, I, I, I can see myself happy. A part of pro wrestling traditionally has also been the holiday theme shows, whether it is like a Christmas show or often companies will do shows around Halloween, what have you. Do you like when shows have specific themes like that, be it for a specific holiday or just a general theme? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, I love it around, uh, what's that, Halloween time? It's, it's, I'm starting to see more and more shows do it, have, like, a Halloween theme to it. It kind of gives you, like, the WCW habit thing. I, I like that. You know, I like the different seasons of things that people are actually starting to do now more and more. One of the other roles in pro wrestling that is often overlooked is the role of the ring announcer. They are very, very important as the fans learn all about how to spend their money at the next event or how to find merchandise and concessions. They're very important. A lot of fans see the ring announcer as the person in charge of the show, whether that's accurate or not. Who are some of the better ring announcers out there that you work with regularly? Uh, I know um, Joe Crow, Crow over at Spartan, for one. Um, Actually, my trainer that got me in the business, uh, Mad Dog Dan Sawyer, he has a great voice, and I've seen him do several shows. He he actually pretty good with that. Um, um, Fast Eddie Lane with OGCW, he was great. Um, It's a bunch. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of them out. I don't want to leave nobody off, but it's a bunch of them out. That's pretty good. In the last several years, we've seen a lot of wrestlers start their career before they were done with high school, a lot of wrestlers start when they're 14 or 15 years old, sometimes even 13. A lot of successful wrestlers started very, very young. Uh, There was a generation where you didn't see that very much, but we've gone back to training guys that are that young again. Do you feel like there's a certain age that is right for starting wrestling training, or do you think that it is up to the individual to know if they should be able to trade or not at a certain age? I think this should be up to the individual because you have guys that started late that turned out to be big superstars. You have guys that started very early. That start that turn out to be big superstars. So I think either way, it, it really don't matter. I think whenever the guys ready. So if he feels like he's ready, he can go out and train and do what he got to do. Yeah. Because you have big stars now that started very early, and. They're great now, so. Now, for you personally, who is the youngest wrestler that you have ever faced? Uh, Youngest wrestler I ever faced, I would have to say 
youngest wrestler I ever faced. It was a kid a couple of years ago I faced. He was like 16, 17, yeah. From Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Atlanta, Georgia, Hunter James. Very nice. Now, obviously, you have wrestled for a while now, and all of the wrestlers usually have a specific hold or move that they love to do above all other holds and moves, whether they use it regularly or just break it out once in a while. It's their favorite one. Do you have that go-to favorite move or hold that is in your arsenal? Yeah. Every once in a while, I will throw out a rushing leg sweep or neither I'll go into a drop toe hold and and roll over into a headlock. And I will throw those out the blue every blue moon. So... (laughs) What's the one move or hold that you do that you think would surprise people knowing that you do it? Mm, Probably a front flip. Um, Front flip. No. Yeah, front flip. uh, Headlock takeover. I don't do it often, but when I do it, it do shock people. Well, we're down to the last few minutes of the show. I want to make sure you have plenty of time. If there's anything you want to say to the listeners today, love to promote anything you like, social media, upcoming shows, merchandise, your favorite diner, anything you would like, floor is all yours. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said earlier before, uh, I'm going to be defending my uh, Spartan Pro Wrestling Heavyweight uh, belt coming up um, January 7 at the Gaston Mall at 7 p.m. Um, pretty much, they pretty much run every Saturday. You got nothing to do. Children, boy, want to get out the house. It's great. Friendly, fun, family place to be at. So, uh, you up in that area and they're gassing? Nothing to do? Hey, come hang out with us. Um, but I do have one coming up February 12th and 11th in Birmingham, Alabama at the BJCC for the Comic Con event. That's going to be a big turnout and be pretty fun coming up. Um, and on that. That's pretty much all I got um for right now. <laughs> but um pretty much. That's pretty much it with me. You got a YouTube channel. Uh no I don't, but I have tons of matches on Spartan Pro Wrestling. On okay, their cool YouTube thing. channel. All right. But uh, you can reach me. Uh, you can reach me on Brandy Cash on Facebook, Brandy Cash fifty three twenty seven on Twitter, and that's pretty much it for me. Well, Brandy Cash, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. We want to thank you very, very much. Hopefully, twenty twenty three is very good to you. Fans, definitely check him out if he's at a show near you. Go out and support. Coach, what have you got going? What's your plugs to stay? Yeah, you guys can check me out on, on my show, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast, Saturdays at noon. It's nice that I have Sign Guy join me. We had some great shows we did yesterday on location in Indiana. So looking forward to next week. But you guys can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army. 
and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities all over the world. And our number one sponsor, A-plus, Payless, Handyman Services, no job too big or small, 10% cheaper for military, and and uh, 15% cheaper for, for seniors. All right. Thanks, guys. And um, we appreciate everything you guys do and all your input and all your love and hope and support. Thank you. All right. And you can... Check us out next week, next Friday. We have Bobby Bishop out of the great state of Alaska, relative of, in a week from today, out of the state of Arizona, Tommy Tess will be with us. So make sure you have plans to be with us. Everybody stay safe out there. Well, hey, sign guy. The, yeah, coach. Sorry, brother. What about a 10-bell salute for Scrapyard Dog, Stephen Bonner, and Don West? We definitely we could do that. Uh, we did one the other slide out our show, but yeah, we definitely blues all three of those. Don West just the other day, so we will hit the ten bell in honor of all of those. 